The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes, and welcome to Recovering from Reality, where I illuminate the messy and magical path of coming home to yourself. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, we're serving up the ultimate truth. Your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So, are you ready to recover from reality? And as a result of these life experiences that we have, these parts, you know, start to grow from that. And oftentimes, they're trying to communicate with you or protect you. You know, and here's a perfect thing. My addiction was a protector part. Exactly. Right? My addiction was a part of me that just wanted to keep me safe. It wanted to numb you from experiencing more pain and more trauma. Because the pain and the trauma was never really visited in a way that brought unspoken words to the surface. You didn't have conversations with those pains and those Mm -hmm. traumas. And so... They were in exile, essentially. And so we have these parts of ourselves that are in exile. They're the parts of us that were traumatized and felt unloved and unlovable and flawed at different times in our lives. And then a protector part would come in and try to manage the emotions of those parts by putting them in exile. That was a quick clip of this week's episode with my mom, Andrea Arlington. You guys love when she comes on the podcast and so do I because we always have really vulnerable, incredible conversations and this week's episode does not disappoint. We are talking about a new healing modality that we are incorporating in our lives that is changing the game for us. We're talking about internal family systems. IFS is a powerfully transformative evidence-based model of psychotherapy We believe that the mind is naturally multiple, meaning that, you know, we might think that we are oneself, but we're not. We're lots of little parts that often need us to go within and heal them. This is a good thing. Our inner parts contain valuable qualities and our core self knows how to heal them, allowing us to become integrated and whole. IFS is a growing movement. It is a new empowering paradigm for understanding and harmonizing the mind and thereby larger human systems. One that can help people heal and helps the world become a more compassionate place. You can check out more on IFS at ifs-institute.com. I have learned so much from reading the book, No Bad Parts. And in this week's episode, we are sharing some of the deep, deep healing that has happened for us since integrating this work. I know you guys are going to love this week's episode. So with that, here is this week's episode with my mom, Andrea Arlington. (laughs) Two peas in a pod. We are the same person. (laughs) I just have to laugh about the fact that the way that my mom and I sit and did you know that this is actually they say and like I don't know how much I believe this but this is like a trait of someone who's like neurodivergent and not like that some possibly on the spectrum but it's so interesting because we're sitting at the the dining room table at my mom's house and I put my leg up on the table and so did you and when you drive you put your leg up on the door 
of of your driver's side door and so do I. Like we are the same, <laughs> I swear to God, the same human. Which, you know, I touched on in last week's episode, the way in which I came into the family to illuminate. And we've talked about this in a in a broader way on the podcast before, but I kind of talked about how in our family, I really feel like I came in to help us heal. And that for me, some of the healing that needed to happen, I think for me specifically, but for all of us spiritually, was for me to kind of have to go through, repeat some of the cycles that took place back when I was a child that also took place when you were a child. So that way we could heal them once and for all. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, my mom and I have the Life Reset course. We've obviously done so much healing work. And part of the Life Reset course is reparenting. Mm -hmm. And so we look at our subconscious belief systems and we look at the ways in which through those subconscious belief systems forming, we then create belief systems about ourselves and the world we live in. And through the law of cause and effect, shit happens in our life that we don't know that we're creating, but we are. But we are, and we're attracting that into our lives. It isn't until we heal it and clear it out that we're able to really manifest and call in a bigger and better and brighter and more beautiful life for ourselves. But what we want to talk to you guys about today is this new modality that my mom and I have been using. And we're going to eventually go and do a training for this and bring it into the Life Reset course. Yeah, it's so powerful. It's amazing. So profound. Both of us have had major transformative experiences. And healing on such a deep level, like I thought that I had done the healing work and so did you. Yeah, this is like crazy. This is like healing timelines. Like I feel like I'm going back in time when I'm doing this work and actually am in that moment with that little girl helping her heal. And not just the little girl, but even younger versions of our adult self. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so the work that we're talking about today, and it's interesting because Gabby Bernstein came on the podcast and touched on the fact that she went and did a training in internal family systems, aka IFS. Mm Mm-hmm is we're talking about internal family systems. Exactly. And so just to clarify, reparenting work and the work that we've done thus far is really impactful. What's so interesting about the IFS work is that it just takes it to an even deeper level. Yeah, to a place where we actually start to Feel the feelings that we're having in our day-to-day life experience and start to ask those emotions and those feelings, hey, you know, is there something here that I'm not aware of? Is there something that I don't know that you want me to know? As if it's actually its its own part. It's a fractured part of us that we don't recognize as a fractured part. We just go and go and go and go. I don't know about you, but I wake up in the morning and sometimes I'm in full on anxiety. So what I've found is that since I started doing this internal family system work, I'm starting to 
check in with myself throughout the day when I'm feeling emotions that aren't harmonious, that don't leave me feeling curious and connected and compassionate toward myself. And those emotions happen throughout the day because of whatever reason, sometimes I wake up with them. Sometimes I wake up feeling anxious or just not on my game. And when I start to do the check-in with that emotion or that feeling, it sounds like this. Hey, is there something that you want me to know that I am not conscious of right now? And I don't know about you, But all of a sudden, I'll have an image or a sound or a feeling in my body that is like allowing me to be aware of the fact that, yeah, I need to check in with this part of myself. It's it's a fractured part that I wasn't even aware of. And I mean, I had this one girl show up. She was 14 years old and she was wearing an army helmet. And I was like, wait a minute there's an army helmet on this girl and she's obviously a version of me. And I was in the middle of a meditation and I I was like, could you just like go somewhere right now? Cause I'm trying to meditate. And there was no way that that girl was leaving. She wanted my full on attention. And she just stared at me with a helmet on. And I asked her, I said, what's the helmet for? And I got this sense that the helmet was some form of protection for me. And so then I started to check in with her. Well, what are you protecting me from? And she said to me, well, you know, I'm 14. And I thought to myself, okay, what happened to me when I was 14? And I moved out of my family of origin home when I was 14 and nobody tried to stop me. My parents didn't try to stop me. And so the the life experience that caused me to want to leave home and the life experience that got reinforced emotionally when nobody tried to stop me was I don't have value I'm a flawed individual and this helmet was a perfectionist helmet so that nobody could see underneath it and discover that I was an imposter, that I was, you know, not anybody that was cool and that nobody loved me. And so that helmet was the beginning of what I remember or what I reflect upon now as being this perfectionist ego state that causes me at age 57 sometimes to feel so frozen and so afraid of trying something new. Like for instance, I'm giving a talk at the spiritual center that I'm a member of next week. And all all of me was like, I'm just going to wait till the last minute and then I'm going to ask somebody else to take my place because I do not feel courageous enough to do that. And Mm -hmm. I recognize it's the perfectionist in me that, that is preventing that. So I had to have a conversation with this, this girl with the helmet on. And eventually she, you know, she allowed me to love her up and talk with her and let her know that, look, I'm not 14 anymore. I'm 57 and I'm a minister and I'm a mom and I'm a grandma and I've got a lot of beautiful relationships in my life and I'm happy and I feel good and you don't have to protect me anymore. You can take that helmet off because she's been driving Mm -hmm. a part of my, my experience in life, not realizing that my perfectionist ego state was actually a 14 year old wearing an army helmet. Yeah. Quick break from today's episode to talk to you guys about Peak Life. I love this company so much. All of their products that they offer are incredible, but I especially love their liposomal 
vitamin C. I've been raving about the benefits of liposomal C for years. And I honestly believe that it is why my skin looks as good as it does. Not only my skin, but it helps my immunity as well. Our natural collagen production starts to slow down in our 20s. Vitamin C is the vital ingredient in the production of collagen that plays a key role in keeping it plump, supple, and glowing. Liposomal C is maximized for absorption to support healthy collagen levels for healthy skin and provides immunity support as well. Peak Life's liposomal C is full of antioxidants from their organic elderberry superfood complex that helps smooth and brighten skin for that dewy glow helps combat hyperpigmentation and sunspots and some damage from within and I love that it makes just a great and easy addition to my skincare routine especially since I already use a topical vitamin c serum only seven clean ingredients it's the beauty wellness shot that I look forward to taking every day it is honestly delicious it's non-gmo no soy no refined sugars and no preservatives get this limited time offer get five percent off plus a free peak sampler pack containing six of their best-selling teas when you buy two or more cartons of their daily radiance. That's peaklife.com slash reality, P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash reality, or check out with code reality for 5% off plus that free peak sampler pack. I don't know about you guys, but the sex ed that I received in school was not comprehensive enough for me. That's where Cheeks comes in. Cheeks is an awesome company that I'm so excited to partner with. It is a subscription-based sexual wellness platform that offers authentic adult films and tutorials, erotic audio stories, plus educational workshops and articles on sexual wellness. Where was this 10 years ago? But I could even use it today because, you know, I'm all about consuming ethical content. Cheeks offers sexual entertainment plus education. They want to inspire their members, but also educate them on how to achieve a better sexual life with educational workshops and articles. Cheeks offers ethical and fair porn. I mean, does it get better than that? I don't think so. Where performers and everyone involved are treated fairly. Cheeks offers female-friendly porn that doesn't give you that ick. Cheeks also offers modern and delicate aesthetics that don't make you want to delete it off of your browser history. With my code recovering, you can access Cheeks for free for 14 days when you select the annual subscription option. If you feel like it's not for you, you can cancel anytime during the trial period. So go to getcheeks.com. That's G-E-T-C-H-E-E-X.com or click the link in the episode description and use code recovering to access that promo. Again, that's getcheeks.com. Hi guys, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian, parent educator, and mom. And this is the Meaningful Living Podcast, here to make parenthood and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. We bring on all our favorite experts and friends and answer all your questions. And ours. To break it all down into the simple and reliable tools, tricks, and answers. We get into the real side of it parenthood, relationships, you name it. So join us every Monday at Meaningful Living, that's meaningful with two L's, for conversations that will leave you feeling way more confident. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours. Okay, I love that. 
And I feel like people are probably so confused right now. So let's talk about IFS and what IFS is and why I think it's so important. And mind you guys, this is just our personal experiences. If you want to start this work, please get these two books. The first is No Bad Parts. And then the second one is called Self Therapy. And addition to addition to you want to get the second addition to that. What I hear on a regular basis from people who come into the Life Reset course is I've been in therapy for 12 years and I'm not getting anywhere. I feel like it's a chore at this point and I really don't feel like I am shifting to the degree that I want to shift to. And I did the exact same thing. I did the same thing. Yeah. And I think the reason for that, and I think therapy is great. I think people should absolutely go to therapy if you feel called to do so. I did therapy for years. Right now I'm going through a divorce. My kids are in therapy. I think it's good. But therapy often, we're coming from a place of one, our current consciousness. So we're not really diving into the subconscious belief systems, which is really important. And two, we're seeing ourselves as, as this is explained in the book, No Bad Parts, a monolithic being, one person, right? Exactly. One being who just has this kind of like in Buddhism, they would call it a monkey mind, a mind that's just going all over the place all day long. And what the parts work does is it allows you to go within And to kind of reorganize everything and to separate these different narratives that we have inside of us that are trying to speak to us, these injured, fractured parts that are just trying to come forward and need you to listen to them and heal them. And so you can you know, eventually see in this work as you go within, not only how these parts are talking to you, but how they're talking to each other, which is so interesting. So I want to give you guys an example of how my parts talk to each other sometimes. I also want to say that I think for my mom and for myself, this work came really easy for us because we had already been doing so much work and were already so, had already cleared out so much. And so I feel like a lot of people might feel overwhelmed by this. And the good news is, one, you can come and join the Life Reset course because it will give you a really great head start if you want. And two, there are IFS specific therapists that you can go and see, which I think is an incredible thing. If you go on to their website, you can find one in your area. Or if you go on to Psychology Today, you can search for a therapist in your area and type in IFS specifically and find a therapist in your area who does practice this. So here's an example of my parts work. Obviously, given what I'm going through, it doesn't matter how much work you've done. When you're going through a new trauma, it is going to re-trigger all of these various parts of yourself, right? And I also feel like in the spiritual realm, oftentimes we, we experience these, in quotes, tests to really see how far we've come, right? I really do. Like, it is just a next level of healing, 
right? Exactly. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe this wasn't all dealt with. And there are still some deep inner wounds that you've got to go and pluck out. And if there's a part of you that's sitting in the back of your head saying, no way, you've got, you've done it all. You don't have to do anymore. That's a protector yeah. part mm-hmm. that's saying, if you go there, you might get overwhelmed. You might fall into a deep, dark hole and never come out again. And it's scared and it's trying to protect you. Exactly. Right. And so what I know to be true is that we all have this capital S self. Abraham Hicks talks about it in her work. This capital S self, this higher self, this self that you were born with. Born from. Born from. Yeah. Who you were when you were born. Right. This perfect An individualized expression of the quantum field is what we say in quantum physics. There you go. This like (laughs) whole, healthy, thriving, otherwise secure, you know. Energetic pattern of consciousness. Yeah, this beautiful being. And that is like our true nature. And as we grow up, things transpire, whether they're big T traumas, little T traumas, or no traumas at all. Although I have yet to meet someone who has had no traumas at all. Mm -hmm. And as a result of these life experiences that we have, these parts, you know, start to grow from that. And oftentimes they're trying to communicate with you or protect you. You know, and here's a perfect thing. My addiction was a protector part. Exactly right? My addiction was a part of me that just wanted to keep me safe. It wanted to numb you from experiencing more pain and more trauma because the pain and the trauma was never really visited in a way that brought unspoken words to the surface. You didn't have conversations with those pains and those Mm -hmm. traumas. And so they were in exile, essentially. And so we have these parts of ourselves that are in exile. They're the parts of us that were traumatized and felt unloved and unlovable and flawed at different times in our lives. And then a protector part would come in and try to manage the emotions of those parts by putting them in exile, essentially. And then those parts that were the protector parts would be like the part that causes us to want to numb with substances or that rages or that becomes some sort of physical ailment in the body. So to, to distract you from focusing on or experiencing more pain and trauma from those other events even though those things go on to create more pain and trauma, right? Because it's not coming from the capital S higher self. It's still coming from a damaged part. Which got activated at the age the trauma took place. And so the managing part, the protector part, is the same age as the little person that experienced the trauma. And that's why we go, oh my God, why are so many people operating in this world like they're, you know unhinged teenagers. And it's like so clear to me now how I've operated in this world as an unhinged teenager. And me too. (laughs) As a result of like these parts really running and driving the show. So I am dealing with abandonment stuff right now because my marriage is ending and I feel abandoned. And it's really coming out in physical expression, anxiety, panic attacks, chest pain, insomnia, 
all of these things. And I hadn't slept well in several days at this point. And I was just feeling awful. So I went into the shower, which for me is kind of my meditative place. I don't know why I just feel really safe and secure in the shower and the water's falling on me. And all of a sudden I hear this part going, see, this happened again. You're so unlovable. Nobody cares about you. They're leaving again and there's nothing you can do about it. And you're not really able to rely on anyone except for me. And I was like, whoa, okay. So I took a deep breath and I sat with that for a second and I said, are you open to talking to me? I hear you. Are you open to having a conversation? And she was very timid and she was like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, she's just very, she's not very clear. She's very scared. And I had, I've done work in therapy on this before, but I had never actually like spoken to that girl. And so we start to have a conversation. I asked her, well, how old are you? And she was like eight. I started feeling emotional. Yeah. (laughs) And I said, I know that you've had a really tough time in your life when it comes to feeling like loved and experiencing consistency. And she, she just dumped. She's like, yeah, moving house to house is awful. And I don't like it that, you know, my stepmom and dad are going to get a divorce. And I don't like it that my mom has all these boyfriends and they disappear from my life. And I don't like it that I don't have consistent friends and that we keep moving schools. And I don't, and all of this stuff just came forward that like, I knew that I knew about myself, but hearing her say it was like, oh my God. God, like I've never actually talked to that girl. And in these moments, it's not like I'm in 2022. I am back in 1999 when I'm in these places. And she's been wanting to have a conversation with you forever. So long. And what's so interesting is the deeper she got, all of a sudden I could feel this other part of me come forward that was really angry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and what I realized now is that's not her. She's not angry. That's my sad, abandoned girl. Who's in exile because she the doesn't anger feel seen or heard. Is coming or to go, no, don't let this out. Don't you fucking dare. Don't you dare. You are going to break her and we will never make it out of this. And the anger started to come up and get really mad at this girl. And so I had to pause and I had to go to my anger and I had to say, I know that you're trying to protect us. And then the second question that I asked is, how old do you think I am? Mm -hmm. And they were like 16. And I was like, I'm here to tell you that I am 30 years old, that I've been sober for 11 years, that I've done lots of work and I've got this. Can I come back to you? And so I simply just, asked that part of me if it could calm down enough Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go in with this girl further and so I asked her I said what do you need from me like what can I do for you and 
she indicated to me that she wanted me to like hold her. And so I went to her and it's not me envisioning myself holding her. I'm actually like she was like Feeling sitting her. in my yeah. lap in the shower. Exactly. Like it like I'm holding her in my arms. I'm holding her and she's weeping and I'm, you know, I'm stroking her head as and this is the reparenting work, you guys. Mm-hmm. I thought I was doing reparenting work before. This is the reparenting work. I was it's so beautiful. I was her mother in that moment. And as Alexis's mom, I'm sitting over here with <laughs> tears rolling down my cheeks, realizing how bad I messed it up. <laughs> okay. Well, you we can do some IFS work together on that if you want. But you know what I will say though, mom? Mm-hmm. No. Because I would have never wanted you to like rob me of this experience. I understand. But, you know, I've been doing IFS work as well. And like the 33-year-old self in me, the 36-year-old, the 37-year-old, the 47-year-old self that was your mom during these years, it just feels so ashamed. Like she just screwed up everything for you and Gabby and myself and everybody else. And what's so nice is that I don't feel like I have to fix that. Thankfully, I'm going Al-Anon. But also (laughs) because like I don't want to rob you. Of course not. Of that experience. Because what happens when we heal these parts is that we're left feeling stronger and empowered and more peaceful, peaceful, loving and expanded. Yes. And integrated. (laughs) And all of a sudden I don't feel like I am, you know, I just don't have this underlying anxiousness because I've held all of those parts in me as well and let them be heard and seen and celebrated and affirmed, which by the way, we need in our life as human beings in this now moment, but we need to give those to all of our parts. The past parts too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We need to give those to our, our past parts too. So that way those parts that are driving us to do the things that we do can heal and can and can basically chill out. Like basically the end of my experience with all of these different parts is always this. I always say is always, what do you have to tell me? What do you need from me? How can I support you? And after I've listened to all of that and sometimes even negotiated like, okay, I can't do that, but this is what I'm capable of. And do you think this would be helpful? And you know, whatever else, because mind you, these parts are sometimes adolescent. And very demanding. (laughs) They don't know what they actually, you know, need. And then at the end of it, it I always ask, if you were to be free of this, how would you experience life? Like, what would you do in me? You know? And Nine times out of 10, the answer is I would help other people. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> That's so beautiful. It's beautiful. It okay, is. but what was so interesting is, so I did all of this work for like 40 minutes. So I'm like in there, I'm deep in it. I'm talking to like all of these various parts that are dealing with the abandonment, the anger, all of the, all of that stuff. And then at the very end, because, you know, the work, is never one session. This part of me goes, I hear after I've closed everything up, 
this part of me goes, well, that's great until the other shoe drops. Cause you know, some other bullshit is going to happen any second. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's another part. That's not me speaking. Exactly. That's the part of me that has been on this fucking roller coaster of a life for the last 30 years. Who's expecting the other shoe to drop. Yes. And so I started talking to that part and I didn't have all of the time to give it. Cause I was just at that point done. But I said, I'm coming back for you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And I felt my body calm down again. Yes. I started feeling that anxiousness come back up. Yeah. And then I spoke to that part and I calmed down. And guess what I did that night? What? I slept. Like mm-hmm. my body finally started getting back into a place of homeostasis. Because the body wants to heal. But the trauma lives in us and it's speaking to us yes. in both psychological ways and very physical ways and spiritual ways. Mm-hmm. And so when I calmed that part of myself, all of a sudden my body started to heal and allowed me to get some deep, deep rest. And yeah. for the last three nights, I slept better than I have and I don't even know how long. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I know you have and so have I had people that we've done this parts work with Mm. who have called up or texted within an hour or a day and they have had such a deep and profound shift of feeling calm, feeling at ease, feeling self-love in ways that they hadn't for so long. We were basically already doing this work without knowing that it was IFS Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the Life Reset course. But now that I have like the structure and the language, I can't wait for us to go and do this training and to be able to build that out in the course for people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it has been really remarkable. Even on our Wednesday night calls, just doing like 10, 15 minute sessions of it with an individual on those calls and other people watching the transformation that happens in 15 minutes minutes. It's crazy. I know one of our group members wouldn't mind if I share this. We'll leave her anonymous for the sake of her privacy, but she was on the call. And now when people speak, I can hear their various parts coming out. Yes. And so she's talking and I'm hearing like these four different parts start playing out in front of me. But the biggest was oh, I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't mean to take up so much time. And she started to feel like really anxious about taking up space on the call. Mm -hmm. And I said, would you mind if we took a second to look at your belief system about you not, you know, being worthy of taking up 10 minutes of this call? And she was like, yeah. And so together we worked through that part of her that felt so anxious to share Mm -hmm. and that felt unworthy of taking up space Mm -hmm. and that felt insecure about what she had to say yes and at the end of it she was like wow yes and everybody on the call was like (laughs) wow that was amazing so from that experience that they've had we are currently operating right now Which is wild to think about that these fractured parts of myself throughout, you know, my early adulthood and childhood are currently kind of like 
running the show. They are. They're so strong. They're so powerful. And until we start to have conversations with them, they'll just continue to unconsciously be driving our lives through the law of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. because they are cause to the effect that we're getting, but we're not conscious of them. And in, yeah. when we get conscious and have these conversations, we set a new cause into motion and we start to get a different effect. Yeah. I spoke about that on last week's episode about my ego mm-hmm. and how it really was just damaged parts yeah. because of your and dad's divorce. Like, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, oh, Evan and I are going to be married, then my parents' longest marriage. And all of these things that I would say that, you know, I felt so confident in and so self-righteous in, but that really were just pain points that I had not gone in and healed yet. Yeah. yeah. And as a result of those unhealed uh, parts of myself needing to be brought whole again, all of a sudden my whole world fell apart as an opportunity for me to heal them. Oh my God, you're so right. Mm -hmm. All the things that you've ever said to me about how screwed up I was as a mom and all of the horrible things you had to experience as a child, that they're not determining what's how the outcome of your experience is going to look and be now because you might be experiencing some of the same external experiences, but your tools and your insight and the the work you've done will bring you different outcomes, especially this internal family system work. And so now that I'm aware of this, I get to go in and heal it so that way my children yes. don't have to carry this forward into their relationships. Well, most importantly, all the relationships they have with each other inside of themselves, right? And what's really cool is that there are therapists that do internal family system work with children, and there's books for parents on how to help your children using internal family system work as well. It's interesting because as kind of like an attachment style mom, (laughs) I've always told my kids like, I understand that you're feeling really angry right now. Like I've always given them the verbiage to express like the the different parts that were coming forward. Mm-hmm. But the other night I was laying in bed with Harper and she was feeling really dysregulated and upset mm-hmm. about what's going on. And I explained to her, I go, while it's true that right now you're feeling, and then I repeated back how she was feeling, there are other parts of you who are feeling differently, right? And she said, after a few minutes, she goes, well, yeah, I mean, part of me also feels excited about having a new house and having two rooms that I had to decorate. And part of me also feels sad that, you know, all of these things that we got to look at the different parts. And while I didn't go into her parts with her in that moment, I said, well, what, what would you like to tell that sad part? Oh, that's beautiful. And what would you like to tell that excited part? And what would, you know, Mm. and so I didn't have to change her feelings. I didn't have to, you know, try to, and I think as parents, we often try to do this, right? Rescue 
her parts. Well, right. But we do that so that we don't have to feel their trauma because we've got enough of it going on inside of ourselves. Mm. But I do want to really just point out to you that I think it's important for us as parents and me as a grandma now to to say, I understand that instead of saying, I understand that you're feeling sad right now, to be able to help them to be objective to your right, their parts. And so in, instead of saying, I understand you're feeling sad right now, to say, there is a part of you that's feeling really sad right now, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And But I love the fact that you had her have a conversation with her parts because from the get-go now, she won't have a protector part that comes in and takes over at this, you know, and tries to make the sadness go away. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Because, because those parts then get stuck. And once they're stuck, they're in exile, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you go in and, and deal with them. So if you have there. a conversation with them right here and now in the moment, the sad part of her, instead of making that part go into hiding so that, it, so that it, the part that's trying to protect her from feeling that sadness doesn't have to keep her, you know, underground but instead, that part of her gets heard right in the moment. And again, it's like you and I, as adults in a relationship with each other, we want to see, we want to be seen and heard and affirmed and celebrated. And so do these parts of ourselves, parts that are in pain. I'm now doing this work with my present self. So that way I'm not developing new parts. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd been doing it before of like, okay, I'm feeling really sad today. Like, what do I need taking care of myself? But it's on a deeper level now. It's like, wow, sadness is really, really present, you know? Mm-hmm. And I am acknowledging you. And is there anything that you need to share with me right now? Exactly. In this moment. Yeah. And how can I best support this experience so that the sadness dissipates over time, however, how much time it needs. And, and we can empower that part of ourselves to be creative, to be compassionate, to feel held and loved, you know, no matter whether it's sad for a period of time or whether it starts to activate that compassion right in the moment, but just being heard just being heard and seen is so healing. I often feel a little resentful though, or like overwhelmed. Like it just feels like so much work sometimes. But that's a part of us too that feels Mm -hmm. overwhelmed and resentful. It's a part. And so, you know, and it has every right to feel resentful and overwhelmed. And by having a conversation with it, asking it, what are you most resentful about? And how can I help heal whatever it is that you feel resentful about right now? What would you, what what would you like to be doing right now, which would allow you to feel like you're getting your needs met? Getting curious is so much a part of this work. Getting curious, being compassionate, connecting with these different parts so that we can integrate them into our wholeness because we are whole. And I was at the symphony last weekend and it was kind of interesting to me. I used this analogy the other day when I was talking to a friend. The conductor is sort of like the whole self, the, the that infinite quantum field of potentiality that holds the space for all these different parts of ourselves to play a beautiful symphony that is beautiful and amazing. But if one instrument 
has, you know, it has fallen out of tune or has a broken string, whether or not that conductor is this beautiful, amazing quantum field of potentiality until we go and have a conversation with the the instrument that we're noticing is is out of tune, the symphony will not aesthetically be as pleasing. And so by having these conversations with uh, these different parts of ourselves, it's it really allows the symphony to return to the magnificence that it's potentially able to be. So imagine that all of us have 18 different instruments that are playing, right? <laughs> playing all out different of, songs <laughs> uh, <out of> sync, <laughs> potentially yeah but by having a conversation as the conductor we can help guide that instrument back into being in tune and aligned with the rest of the instruments and then the the symphony will be incredible yeah I think for me that living consciously is a gift and it's the way that I want to live. I want to live slowly. I want to be present. I want all of these things that like are so important to me. My resentment doesn't come in because I want any of those things or because it is hard work because it is. My resentment comes in because societally there's very little space to do this. We're just so dysfunctional as a society that it doesn't really allow or cultivate space for healing. And so it feels really difficult and like there's a lot of opposing pressure mm -hmm. when it, you know, it's like what I really am feeling called to do right now at the end of this 11 year marriage is go away for two weeks to a retreat and heal. And I'm sitting there going, how and where could I possibly do that? Like, how could I ever find the space? How could I make that work financially? How could I make that work with children now as a single mom who has pretty much full custody? Like, how could I do all of that? And it just, you know, it there's just not really, it's like, because as a society, we don't, create space or value that it's really self -care, difficult that self -care, yeah. yeah but here's what i'd like to share with you about that because i think this is helpful is to is to really have a conversation with that part and allow it to feel your gratitude for its desire for you to be able to have these experiences that will help create healing and and to focus on um, showing it appreciation for wanting the highest and best for itself as you. And at the same time, negotiating with it by saying, I know that this is what you want and you feel would help right now. And I can, I can do a one day retreat. I can do parts of what you're needing right now. And over time, I hope to be able to do more. But again, it's just by having conscious conversations that sort of will allow it to calm down as well. No, I understand that. And by the way, that was the rescuer in me. <laughs> it was. As you have said so many times, we heal in relationships. Mm -hmm. So these relationships we start to have with all of our parts bring us healing. Yeah. And I know... I've been doing this IFS work with a couple of friends of mine who are really conscious individuals as well. And it's, it's a beautiful gift to watch other people do this work and to 
uh, allow yourself to feel vulnerable and to be seen and witnessed as you go through this work as well. I will acknowledge also that part of that is that I just want my healing to be done and over. That's a protector part coming up, right? It's like, God, I've been doing this for so long. When is it going to be fucking over so I can just like have some peace, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I get to acknowledge that and realize that like healing is a lifelong journey and that there is no rush and there's no need to be perfect or healed or whatever. And actually current present Alexis is perfect and healed, right? At the same time, like both things can exist. These parts Mm -hmm. can be present And higher uppercase S self, higher self Alexis Mm -hmm. is whole. The conductor. Is perfect. Is whole. Is fine. Is thriving. Is showing up for herself. Is doing the work. And is not continuing to damage, you know, by creating parts that are trying to. Although I will say that like I have done things unconsciously that have created, yeah, more damage, but. The good news is that it's less often and it's, I'm more present. So as a result of me being present, it's not as, yeah, it's not as And you can be able to jump into a conversation with the part that just came up, you know, in the moment because you're objective now to those voices in your head. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that they're not, they are me, but they're not me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing your experience. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on the pod. Where can everybody follow along with you? Oh, well, I should have my new YouTube channel launched by the end of April or middle of May at the latest called Revelations of a Bad Mom, which is a part of me. (laughs) Also, you can find me at andreaarlington.com and... Yeah. On Instagram at Andrea Arlington too. Exactly. And if you want to learn more about the Life Reset course and join us for either private coaching or group coaching, you can always go to my website, recoveringfromreality.com. And under the courses tab, you you can read more about the Life Reset course. And if you're interested in private coaching, then you can always DM either my mom or myself. So thanks for being here today. Yes. I love you guys and all of your parts. Me too. Have a good week. This week's affirmation is, I find happiness in life by slowing down and appreciating the little things in it. And so it is. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, follow along with us, leave a review. It means so much to me. There are new episodes of Recovering From Reality every Monday, and you can follow me on social at Recovering From Reality or visit my website, recoveringfromreality.com. 